And a very warm welcome to God Botherers with me, Rob Bethel, the layman. And me, the Reverend Martin Little. This is a podcast for those of you who are a little bit curious about this thing called Christianity. What do Christians believe? What do Christians do? And most importantly, to be a Christian, do I have to believe in a bearded sky god? No, no you don't. So join us as we openly explore Christian ideas about life whilst hopefully having a laugh along the way. Martin, hello. Rob, hello. We're sir. live. Yay, we're back. <laughs> we're Pod- back. Podding with a vengeance. <laughs> can we can we have a confessional between me and you? Well, we, and the listeners. We, yeah, I was going to say we, we could do, Rob. It wouldn't be particularly <laughs> private, but um, you unburden yourself, Rob. Well, just before we started recording i was telling you about taking my son to various parties yep. his friends birthday parties anyway we were coming back from one of those and oh before we got in the car my eldest son managed to trap his finger in the car door ow and he was okay it looked a bit bruised mm. but he was a bit quiet mm. and then we set off and we were driving back and then i realized he wasn't quite right and he was going really pale and uh, i think he was sort of in shock yeah yeah oh so i was sort of trying to find a place to pull over and then this guy behind me in a car started going right up my backside yeah. and was like gesticulating angrily beeping his horn um mm. and i pulled over and i shouted at him really loud Oh, God, yeah. I got mad. Did, did you call him a, a naughty word, Rob? No, I didn't swear. Well that, well done. I didn't hit him. Your... <laughs> okay, <laughs> he just got a bit angry. I got a bit angry. Hmm. Was that Christian of me? Well, I think it was perfectly human of you, I think. And, uh, I mean, who, who likes those tailgating drivers? Not no. me. You know, I think... I think on Judgment Day, God's going to have a few things to say to them, you know. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I did think, you know, when you're, you're, you calm down, like I, I had to get, go for a walk after, where, after we got back because I was still mm. so annoyed about it. So I went for yeah. a walk and came back and I felt a bit better and I was thinking, okay, if I was in a really rational state of mind, I would have just forgotten about him and just let him pass and get on yeah but yeah it's difficult when you're in the mists of uh seeing red yeah man we're we're all human and you know i think there's a there, there's a thing that just because someone is a christian doesn't mean that sort of you know they become kind of emotionally anemic you know it's it's not like all the life and passion drains out of you in some ways that you get more passionate about things you know and injustices mm. and stuff and and you know, frankly, we're all we're all human. You should hear some of the things I say behind the steering wheel. <laughs> <They are. laughs> I'd love to know. I'd they love are, to know. Uh, yes, they are uh, not not very edifying words. Well, that's um, that's kind of comforting to know. Yes, Rob, I I absolve you from whatever it is you feel you did. Thank wrong you very with. much. I I I thank you. <laughs> are you are you well though? <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm okay, man. Busy, busy. Lots going on. I wish I wasn't busy, but um, in some ways, you know, it's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. But I was, as I was saying earlier on, I've got a couple of days retreat next week, yeah, which is very exciting. Which means, well, it's not actually exciting. It's the opposite of exciting. It's going to be peaceful, and it'll mean I have some time to um, switch off a bit from work, to Lovely. read, to um, rest, and to pray, <laughs> which. In a in a bit of neat segueing is the topic of tonight's podcast. Cue theme tune. Yeah, that that we're getting so pro at this, Martin. That was so good. Amen. That was so good. Yeah, man. Talk about praying after that um road rage incident of mine. When I went for a walk, I was sort of praying at the same time, trying to just yeah. talking to god trying to work it through and yeah, yeah it was it was really helpful mm. i think mm. um but it's something i should probably do more of more i'm not very disciplined with it um sure. so maybe we can talk about that a bit but yeah i yeah. guess what is prayer to start with i mean for mm. someone who's never prayed what what would we tell them that what prayer is well i i mean i would almost start off by questioning the premise of that question rob because i'm not sure there is anyone who's never prayed right i i suspect if we did a poll and i think people have done polls on this you know um that most people at some point have uttered some kind of cry of desperation or frustration or 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 joy or ecstasy even and have sort of pointed that heavenwards, if you like, or 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 they've they've cried out to something, even if not knowing what it was, and and so I, I suspect, you know, a lot of people have actually prayed. Mm. They maybe didn't know who or what they were praying to. They maybe wouldn't thought of thought of it as a prayer, but I suspect that most of us have prayed at some point. Which you know, I know that's a bit of a sort of throat clearing answer to the question but but it's um so i mean we could define prayer that way you know it's the cry of the heart towards something, something. beyond ourselves yes yeah you know, that we something that transcends you know um so it's not it's not just speaking to your friend or your family member um it's not just talking to yourself it's you know reaching out into the unknown mm. i suppose mm. um and that's the, probably the the realest kind of prayer is actually that I think in some ways. I mean, we have we have very sort of set liturgical prayers and formal prayers and and prayers within a particular structure of um, of worship or of personal devotion or something. Um, but then there are those spontaneous prayers where you just go, "Ah, Lord, help me," you know. Yeah. Um, or indeed, you might just sort of something brilliant happens and you go, "Ah." Oh, Thank God, you know, a relief. That's a great prayer, isn't it? Thank God. Yes. I didn't I didn't punch that road rage guy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean it, yeah, I mean it it's interesting. Um I'm not sure if I can say this on the podcast. Will it make the edit? Ooh, Ooh. Who knows? It'll be interesting to find out. Um if you um M Scott Peck who wrote the the road less traveled, which is a sort of he's a psychologist. Um Yeah. He 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 wrote a number of these books that are sort of serious. They're sort of self help type books, based on his experience as a 
I guess, as a psychologist, psychotherapist. Um, but he ends up in a in a sort of quite a Christian place. Um, but in one of his less travelled books, he um, he describes how you know sometimes in moments of ecstasy, the word that we cry out is God or Oh mm. my God, mm. right? So one of the examples he gives um, is is like in sexual experience, right? <laughs> at the moment of at the moment of climax, right? This is why I'm wondering whether this is going to make the edit, but yeah, I'm not sure. It's, but it's it's not me talking. This is M. Scott Peck, right? That's so, you know, fine, the then. moment of people people cough and cry. Oh my God! You know, and you think, why do people do that? Well, yeah, interesting, isn't it? Because it, there's something about. I mean, I mean, he, you, even yeah. Richard Dawkins does. I noticed. Wait, not not <laughs> what, what, what when he when he <laughs> orgasms. <laughs> oh no! How, how on earth do you know that? Rob? This is this is starting so badly. <laughs> I think we need to start again. No, when he's, you know, when someone <laughs> asks him a question that he doesn't quite know how to answer, he w- he will say, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, people, that's a cheeky, right, right. I'm just using that as a cheeky yeah, yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. But. And and who knows what happens when Richard Dawkins <laughs> oh, orgasms? No, no, no. We may never know. Um, <laughs> we can only imagine um, that he has a transcendent <laughs> yeah. experience. Um, but it... Well, okay, we backtrack from all that, but it's um, we often do cry out to God at all kinds of different times in our lives, whatever we're going through. So I think in some ways, you know, that's where I would start with prayer is that most of us have, have reached out into the darkness, if you like, hoping that something is there to hear our hear our cry, you know, um, and uh, and some of the, you know, we could we could go into, you know, different types of praying but but I think some of the realest prayers that we find in the Bible are in the Psalms mm. and I love the Psalms and and I use the Psalms myself to help me pray mm. because they express all these wonderful emotions you know the whole range of human emotion from I mean there's even sort of road rage incidents in the Psalms no. you know where where the yeah I mean not what car I mean, rage car yes <laughs> mule rage or something but of whatever it was in those days but but no no the, the psalmist um cries out and says lord that you would slay my enemies you know he, he gets yeah. angry with people yeah. and he want he's asking god to to destroy his enemies a lot of the time because he feels put upon yeah. Um, yeah yeah so there's that emotion of anger and of the desire for vengeance there's and then there's this there's the pure emotion of joy you know the talks about praising god because everything is going well and because he feels he's been delivered from from um from oppression and from the dark things he was going through right and, right and and then there's there's also prayers of of real abandonment you know where he says you know famously in psalm 22 um <clears throat> my god my god why have you forsaken me oh that's why quite have you abandoned one. me yeah yeah which is famous because in uh one of the gospels jesus quotes yes. that psalm from the cross oh i right? see that's him quoting it right he's quoting that psalm right um so he jesus uses the language of the psalms to inform and infuse his own prayers goodness Um, i didn't know that wow yeah 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 so it's apart from i think apart from deuteronomy which is another of the old testament books Hmm. which has a lot of laws in it the psalms is the most most quoted bit of the old testament by jesus so, right, um, right, so right. use use a lot of the psalms, um, and for us as uh, you know Anglican clergy, as well as you know um, Roman Catholics, will do this as well. We when we have our daily 
cycle of prayers we'll we'll pray a certain number of psalms each day i don't always pray all of them sometimes i just choose one but but the idea is that you work through the whole book of the psalms uh, in your personal prayers and so you get this wonderful richness mm. of all these different emotions that somebody thousands of years ago was feeling mm. and they they wrote these down these these prayers these they're like poem prayers you know and uh, and so we can sort of you can feel somebody else has felt the same way as me and mm. here's some words i can use that's really interesting um, to pour out to god but because when i was stomping on my walk after the rage rage incident i was like swearing in my yeah. prayer is that okay yeah. yes rob <laughs> i think god has i mean god has heard it all before i think i mean one one of the things i think about with prayer is that um you know, it's a. You can describe it as a conversation yeah. between uh, a human being, yeah. a human soul, and God. Um, that gets you so far, I think. Um, but it's a conversation with someone you can you can trust completely. So I do think we can say whatever we want to God, and God will not be offended. Um, he's not going to go, "Oh, I can't believe you said that," because <laughs> you know. He, uh, one of the Psalms, again, says that even before a word is formed on my tongue, you know it completely. Yeah, so, yeah. so God knows how we feel. He knows He knows what we're going through, and he is very, very patient with us. Um, I always say God is a very, very good listener. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, know, he doesn't talk um, a lot, does he? <laughs> well, th- and that see, that's, that's where we get to the, the other interesting aspect of prayer, you know, is that if we're thinking of prayer as a conversation, well, it can be a little bit one-sided, mm. you know. As we do a lot of the talking. God doesn't say very much. Having said that, um, sometimes God will speak. Now, different people have different experiences of this. Um, some people will hear an audible voice sometimes. Wow. Um, and... I think that's quite rare, mm. but I, but I believe that it does happen. Um, sometimes it will. It, I mean, most of the time, frankly, uh, God speaking to us comes in a sense of a feeling. So it might be a feeling of comfort, a feeling of just a feeling of God's presence somehow that God is somehow there, um, just listening away in his in his in that good pastoral way that God does. Mm. Um, sometimes it will be a real sense of conviction, actually, like you were saying with your, you know, uh, and I feel all the time, you know, you're aware of your own sinfulness and, and your own need to sort of put things right in your own heart. Mm. Um, and sometimes I think that can be from God, that sense of, yeah, this is wrong. This is something you need to deal with. Mm. What I would say is that, you know, my experience of, of who God is that, that he doesn't want us to just feel guilty about stuff. So I think if we're feeling in prayer, just a kind of weighing down of guilt and shame, that's not going anywhere that we feel trapped in, mm. that's probably not a positive thing spiritually. I think God wants to set us free from stuff. Mm. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm going, I'm leaping ahead a little bit here, but um, other ways that God communicates in prayer. Well, there's reading the Bible is one of them. I should mention that, you know, that so, we believe God speaks through the Bible. So oftentimes when people are praying, they won't just be sitting in a quiet room talking. They'll actually read a bit of the scriptures or they'll, they'll think mm. about it and, and that will inform their prayers. And, and sometimes you'll read a, read a passage in the Bible that you think, oh, my goodness, it's like that's addressed to me. You know, um, I've had that. I don't know if you've ever had anything like that, Rob, where it's 
it's felt like it, God was speaking yeah, through it. Yeah, certainly in church, yeah, through yeah. Um, the particular passage we're reading. Because mm. every Sunday you have two readings of the Bible, don't you? One from the um, Hebrew Bible, Old Testament, and one from the New Testament. And, um, yeah, sometimes they just seem to really click with what's going on for me mm. at that time. Um, and also, yeah, the sermons um, mm. by the vicar, they can really speak. Sometimes they've just been uh, astounding. You know, they've floored me. It's like, God, that mm. really feels like it's speaking <laughs> right yeah. to me. Um, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So, but I never, I've never really put that in the box of prayer. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you should. I think, I think it is prayer because I think often we, we, we just think of prayer as our side of the bargain, as it were. It's just us saying stuff, us asking for stuff. Yeah. But actually it's our, it's prayers is almost shorthand for that whole relationship with God that we have. Um, And of course, sometimes prayers can't be put into words you know it's just a simple or not simple but it's a it's a profound silent presence um yeah 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 just you just sort of go ah, you know um wow i'm in the presence of of holiness here yeah you, that is that is that is also prayer going you know? going back to my road rage prayer <laughs> I was, yeah man so first of all i was just talking to god really angry about that guy and then i was really angry at god <laughs> yeah um and then i kind of got this sense of god or jesus just sitting there smiling at me mm. and i started to calm down and mm. i started then looking at myself and my own behavior mm. in that interaction um yeah. and and that's the way it seemed to go through that that was the journey of that prayer and and maybe that's just what you needed you know was was god's calm presence and and yeah that that sort of sense of you know it's either sort of something in your imagination um but i don't I mean i don't i take the imagination very seriously i think the imagination mm. is what you know what somebody i like reading calls a truth bearing faculty it's i think mm. the imagination is where we encounter truth a lot of the time um, but that sense of God sitting there smiling, you know, I think Jesus does a lot of that. Right, you know, it's in, right. Yeah, okay, yeah, you blew it, but <laughs> you know you blew it. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, pour more guilt on you. I'm just going to sit with you until you come to that realization, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you begin to calm down and then maybe, you know, we can move on. But uh, and, and often that's just what we need, you know. It's a bit like, I mean, the, the, the sort of classic... Uh, satirical thing of you know the person that goes to their therapist right mm. and the and the therapist says so how are you doing what would you like to talk about today and you talk and talk and talk and pour your heart out for an hour and then at the end of it you go i feel so much better i don't know how you did that <laughs> yes, the therapist yes. didn't do anything yeah the therapist yeah. just sat there and listened but yeah. and and it's a little bit like that with prayer sometimes you know sometimes we wish god would sort of steam in with some amazing insight or 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 words or something mm. but often it's just having that space to to be listened to and to be heard and to be noticed is a very powerful mm. thing mm. i mentioned about you know imagining 
God stroke Jesus. So when we're praying, are we are we praying to Jesus or are we mm. praying to God the Father or who who are we yeah. directing this to? Because I I've heard of Jesus called our advocate in heaven, as if he's sort of passing yeah, messages. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's in the, in the liturgy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We have an advocate in heaven. Um, so I'll give you my stock answer, which is the stock answer that was given to me and is a little bit smug, but it, but I found it quite helpful over the years because I remember asking this exact question just after I became a Christian and started really praying in earnest, I suppose. Mm. I'd, I'd, I'd done a lot of those desperate prayers of crying out to God, mm. uh, but I hadn't hadn't got much of a disciplined prayer life. But I, I remember asking that question and to my the chappy who was the minister in my old church in Edinburgh. Mm. And he said, I said, who, do, you know, who should I be praying to? Who should I be talking to? And he said, well, we pray to the Father through the Son, by the Spirit, he said. Ah, okay. So, yeah. to the Father, um, through the Son, by the Spirit. That's the theoretical answer. If you're saying about how, how do I actually do it in practice, who do I imagine I'm talking yeah. to? <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to admit, it's it sort of varies, you know. Right. Sometimes, most of the time, I'm talking to God the Father, I think, basically. Yeah. But then there are times when I sort of need a slightly more personal and slightly more imminent sense of God, so slightly more approachable. And then quite often I will think about I will think about Jesus, the human face of God, and 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 mm. picture myself as you you know, like you said, God, uh, God smiling. You know, mm. I can I can picture Jesus doing yes. that. You know, so. Yeah. So sometimes that's just really helpful for me, um, and I could tell you about a whole few different experiences of that. But um, and then other times it's almost like the spirit seems to take pole position, you know, and I'm sort of filled with a sort of sense, a sort of overwhelming sense of the indwelling of God, and 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 that to me is more like praying by the spirit. So you know, in practice, it's hard to hold the the three in one together, and I, I probably almost go to different persons mm. but it's all it's all the same god it's all going in the same direction good you know? good 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 i'm not as i mentioned i'm not very disciplined when it comes mm. to prayer i kind of when i'm lying in bed falling asleep i i tend yeah. to try and say a prayer but it always feels a bit half-assed really <laughs> if i'm honest i feel <laughs> like i'm not doing a proper job because i'm hard, i'm really tired um, yeah, I'm drifting yeah. off to sleep. I guess my question is, should I incorporate some sort of discipline into my prayer life? Should I be doing mm. it at certain times regularly um, in a certain frame of mind sort of thing? Mm. What do you think? Well, um, I think the first thing to say is better a half-arsed prayer than a no-arsed prayer. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I think it's. I think it's inevitable that you need some discipline hmm. because I, I mean, certainly from my perspective, I'm very impulsive, very you know, sort of driven by feelings and mood. Hmm. And so, if I waited till I was in the mood to pray, I probably would never do it. So, yeah. 
I I need discipline. Um, and for other people, I think discipline in prayer comes comes um, more naturally. Right. Yeah. So they maybe other people maybe need a bit more spontaneity, right? Mm. But you, mm. you need both. You need both strings to your bow, I think. But but yeah, I mean, what for for me is as a way way before I became um, a priest, um, I got into a habit of praying every morning. Did you um, did you pray before your marmalade on toast or after? <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that you know my breakfast, Rob. Actually, I've been really challenged because I've been watching The Chosen, right? Have you, did oh, we talked about this before? Yes. So this amazing series all about uh, the Gospels and about Jesus, absolutely brilliant series. And what's lovely about it is that you, the characters, Jesus and the disciples, they wake up, they maybe have a bit of a chat, and then what, the first thing they do when they're when they st- you know they're camping out and stuff when they're doing Jesus' ministry they stand up, they ho- open up their hands, they close their eyes, and they thank God for bringing them mm. safely to the beginning of a new day. Mm. And they just take a deep breath. And it's it's really beautiful the way they portrayed it. Mm. Um, I actually tried it this morning. Um, just the first time, just when I woke up, just said, okay, thank you, Lord, for this day. Please help me to follow you today. And just breathed. And then, you know, yeah, whatever, wherever else that had a shower after that, you know, it sounds whatever. like but, it is a good start to the day. Kind of, it might set you, um, as you, what's that? As you start as you mean to go on, sort of thing. Yeah. So it, maybe it helps you to put yourself in a good frame of mind. Um, and I was thinking that you were talking about the the, you know, the gratitude of saying thanks for this new day, um. I think in terms of mental health, that is so important. Mm. When as a mental health worker, sometimes we would advise to keep a gratitude diary um, yeah. because when you're in the depths of depression, um, you start to find it really hard to see the good things in, in your life yeah. and what happens in your day. So keeping, you know, just writing three things that you're grateful mm. for every day um that can really help um yeah. someone to start to feel better um and i think it's good it, for anyone it is absolutely and and you know i suppose the only thing i would add to that is that it's it's always handy to have somebody to say thank you to i mm, think mm. um you know that might part of what i feel cuz you're right it's a really great an attitude of gratitude is is a hugely healthy mm. thing to have um but but I also think that in a lot of contemporary sort of mental health uh, sound bites, you know, it, it actually doesn't make any sense to be thankful when you think the universe is a, is a meaningless, yeah. godless void, yeah. right? So <laughs> it's like you know, the gratitude isn't really the right word. Um, yeah. So to me, it presupposes that there is someone that you know, if you if you've been given the gift of life, that there is a giver, you know. But anyway, that's that's yeah. That's we could do it. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a digression, I think. But. So for people who haven't got the luxury of um, owning a church, <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I don't own it, but yeah, I, I, I run it. Yeah, oh come yeah, on, yeah. it's your place. You can swan around the place <laughs> like you own it. Um, can people make a little space in their house? Or flat yeah or... yeah i would really recommend that actually and and actually other religions in some ways are better at this type of stuff than than we are yeah. so uh, as christians so we we tend to have this idea that oh you know you can pray anywhere i don't need this i don't need that mm. 
I think we need all the help we can get because mm. because praying isn't easy, and I think frankly there there are there are darker forces in the world that that don't want us to pray. So so anything that will help you, um, I think if you can find a space that's fairly calm, fairly uncluttered, it could just be a corner of your room, an area of your desk. If you haven't got a whole desk, an area of your desk, mm. um, have a cross, maybe a candle. Um, and a Bible, uh, uh, you know, or a book or whatever you use to, to pray. Um, something like a cross and a candle. Maybe we talked a bit about icons, I think, mm, one week. You can yeah. have a, li- a little icon there. Something just to focus your senses. And then when you, if you close your eyes to pray, then it means you're 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 slightly, you've already begun to focus, At I think. church, I've sort of been experimenting. So I, I used to do the the classic hand clasping yeah, um the clench but i well a i find that quite uncomfortable actually because mm. i've got quite big chunky fingers so it's not <laughs> the most comfortable thing um i started to just open my hands out yeah and resting yeah. them open on my knees so that my palms are facing up there's something yeah. about doing that that feels different to praying with your hands clasped and it feels a more sort of open um like i'm ready to receive and here i am sort of thing yeah um yeah yeah, it's very it's very interesting um Mm. different bodily positions how it changes the whole feeling yeah, and it, and it's not like a sort of magic thing that if you if you do a certain thing with your body, then God will give you what you want. For example, you know, it's oh, not. Man. Uh, <laughs> sorry to disappoint you, Rob. Um, but it, but it's you're right that that we are. You know, our bodies matter. You know, mm. matter matters, as somebody once said. You know, matter matters. Brilliant. To God. Um, so what we do with our bodies can really help us. Um, so that's why, again, I think we're not so good at that in the West because mm. we're very cerebral. We're, we're sort of minds on legs. Mm. So we, and we're suspicious of anything bodily, but actually the different postures in prayer can be profoundly helpful, mm. I think. And mm. we, we just need to get over ourselves about that and ad- admit that we need all the help we can get. That's my... Mm. I mean, and there's things you can use, you know, you can... There's these little holding crosses you can get, which I think oh, yes. are wonderful little I, things. Yes, I've got one of those, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and if you, you know, quite often if someone's really struggling, I'll quite often, I've got a, a box on them and I'll quite often give them as a gift, you know, that it's just something you can hold on to, a little yeah. cross made of wood that, that's shaped like a, it's shaped um, to fit nicely in your palm. Yeah. And so you can just hold on to it and say, I just want to hold on to you, Lord. You know, and it's it's... It's not a magic thing, but it's it's helpful. To sort of sum up what we've been talking about, I suppose, what we're saying is, you know, t- t- to be, I don't want to say successful in prayer, but to, to make the most of prayer, yeah, you, you need to carve out some time. Mm. You need to carve out a, a space, somewhere, physical space. Mm. Um, and you need to explore what it is that helps you to, to feel heard and feel understood by God and, and feel able to to get into that prayerful mm. frame of mind. We haven't really quite got on to what do you actually say? You know, maybe Well, yes. <laughs> when you when you pray, you know. What do you um, say? Well, there I, you go. May um, can I, I mean, have um 
a chicken tikka masala and uh, <laughs> a nice day and sunny skies and sort of deliveroo version of prayer yeah. and some money and <laughs> yeah. if i do this then can i have yeah. all those things mm. is mm. that allowed well, it's it's certainly allowed. I mean, I think you might be waiting for a while for a chicken tikka masala to drop out of the sky. But, um, <laughs> I mean, there are there are times, you know, there are times when you just nothing else will do other than a chicken tikka masala. But um, let's assume that that you know that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the big the big question about prayer. Um, I mean, I I what's been quite helpful is we've been talking about prayer for you know a good <clears throat> forty five minutes, and we haven't actually talked about yeah, but isn't it just a getting what you want thing? Um, what about just you know getting God to answer your prayers and give you stuff? Um, it, actually, there's a lot more than that. But that's the question a lot of people have. You know, is so so if I ask for something, will God give it to me? Um, now, there's a real mystery there. Um, I think it never hurts to ask. Um, probably the first thing to say is what we we need to ask for those things that are actually God's will for us. You know, but yeah, well, let's take the example I used earlier from the Psalms. You know, oh, Lord, that you would slay my enemies, right? You know, is God just going to go, oh, well, you prayed, you know, okay, fair enough. I'll bump off. Hmm. You know, that guy that tailgated you, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, in some ways you might think, thank goodness that God doesn't answer those kind of prayers, mm. right? And doesn't always give us what we want because the desires of our hearts are not always what's good for us. Mm. Now, that's an extreme example. It may be that, you know, you, you, let's say, for example, you fall in love with someone and you're praying, Lord, I just really want that person. And and actually, that relationship would be a disaster. And mm. so it'd be better off if God didn't answer that prayer so so sometimes you know the, there is a sense of praying god's will but let, let's assume putting all that aside that what you're praying for is actually something that would be good for you mm. um does god sort of pull his heavenly levers and and give it to you the only possible answer i can give you is i don't know mm. and i know that's a total cop out all i can say is i've experienced amazing answers to prayer where God has seemed to give me exactly what it was I wanted and needed and desired. And I have experienced many, many months of asking for things and have got nothing. Mm. I've experienced both things and I don't know why. Mm. It's a total mystery. Mm. Um, and th- there are there are some really unhelpful things in the, <laughs> that Jesus says, like, if you ask for anything in my name, it will be given to you or it will be done for you. All right. And I think, but that just isn't, you know, that that just isn't the case, right? Mm. It just isn't. Um, I think experience shows us that. Jesus must be talking about something else. So he must be using hyperbole or, you mm. know, overstating it to make a point to us. Mm. Um, because, you know, pe- awful things, you know, people get cancer mm. and they pray and pray and pray and they die. Mm. And God doesn't heal them. Um, and, you know, we've got a choice then, I suppose, whether we say, okay, because God didn't answer that prayer, even though it was pretty obvious that it would have been good for me, therefore I'm going to say, okay, that's me, I'm done with prayer now. You know, it doesn't work. Mm. Um, or we've got a choice to say, okay, 
God didn't answer that prayer. He's maybe answered other prayers, but he didn't answer that one. Um, so even though I don't understand, and even though it's painful, I'm going to choose to keep trusting. I started to pray for stuff like um, like or other people for things going on in, in their lives. Um, but then at the end, I say, your will be done. So yeah. I'm kind of like saying, here's what I would like to happen. But look, I know it's up to you, basically, yeah. whether you yeah. do this or not. And mm. I was wondering if there's any point in praying for your self. But I guess like we were saying, sometimes they're just cries of the heart, aren't they? But um, I was wondering if the only way prayer works is if you're praying for other people. I wouldn't say it's the only way it works, but I'd say it's certainly one way in which it does work. And I, you know, I, I've had very moving experiences of that. Um, I remember when I was first getting into, well, it was actually before I became a Christian, actually, I was on a, a course, an alpha course, mm. which is a discovering Christianity type thing. Mm. Um and uh, unbeknownst to me, um, all the time I was on that course, the people in the church who were running it knew my name. Mm. They didn't know me, but they knew my name. And they were praying for me, some of them daily. Wow. You know, yeah. which, and they'd never met me from Adam. It, and it blew my mind. Yeah. Um, particularly when I, I then became a Christian. So it was like, well, that's an answer to prayer, right? But I was <laughs> yeah. just, even if I hadn't, I think I would have been just blown away by the fact that here were people who, you know, didn't know who I was, yeah. had no, no invest, nothing to get out of it for themselves. Yeah. But because they believed that that knowing Jesus and knowing his love and forgiveness was the most precious thing in the world, they prayed for me every day, even though they didn't know me. And I, I just thought... That's amazing. I want to be part of yeah. whatever that is because it's amazing, you know? Yeah. Um, that really, really moved me. I still never got really got over it. Um, I was just thinking of um, a time where I, for about a year, every Sunday I went to church, I would pray for someone in particular. Who, yeah, yeah. And nothing really was changing for them but then all of a sudden mm. things started changing mm. and then I, I kept on praying and then about a particular situation and that situation com is now completely different and they're wow. they're in a much better place mm. um and i do you know i don't know whether yeah. me little old me going to mm. um, church on Sunday and just praying about that person and mm. their situation, whether that had any effect at all, I don't know. And they don't even know I prayed for them. I mean, yeah. a scientist would say, of course, <laughs> of course it had nothing to do with it. Um, but it is very interesting. Well, I mean, you know, you, you you can't really unless you're you know praying some kind of manipulative prayer that you know that couldn't possibly be God's will or that you know is is actually more about you just projecting your own opinion you know opinions or something unless you're doing that what possible harm can it do anyway yeah, you know yeah to, you know I've often um I did 
I'm sure I came up with this, or I may have read it somewhere, but the, the, what we call intercession, interceding for, for someone is, you know, praying to God on behalf of someone else. Mm. Um, I, I think I think I define it as uh, the heart's leap in compassion on behalf of another. Um, and man, do we need more compassion in the world, you know? And mm. if, you've, if you've got to pray mm. in order to... to to, to bring a bit more compassion and care into the world, then pff, crack on, man. You know, it's, you know, it may, maybe it has no effect, but it, it changes you, doesn't yes. it? Right. I was going to say, yeah. that's exactly what I was going to say. It, yeah. I felt like it was making me basically put a better person because I wasn't mm. just thinking about myself. I was thinking about some, someone else's situation. Um, yeah. And you know, it got me out of my ass, <laughs> basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, some I'm yeah, so yeah, yeah. guilty of just being, you know, self-centered and just thinking about what's oh, going on in my life. Um, and and that, yeah, and it does change us. And the, the other interesting thing is with answers to prayer is that sometimes God's I think I do believe that sometimes God does miraculously intervene. I have I have seen that happen. I've had experiences where it's it's been so weird that I've been like, okay, right, you know, this could only be God. But he, almost better than that is the idea that we actually become the answers to our own prayers. So if we've got mm. someone who's suffering mm. and we're praying to God saying, oh, Lord, they're, they're, you know, this person that I know, I really care. I'm really worried about them. They're, they're really lonely, for example, that, you know, since they lost their husband or yeah. wife or something, yeah. they're really lonely. I worry about them. Well, you know, what's the answer to that prayer? Maybe it is that you go around and visit them, you know, and then you become the answer to the prayer yourself. Yeah. You see? And, yeah. and, and that, I think that gives God great pleasure, I think, yeah. you know, to so see that, that happen. That person I was talking about that I'd pray for, God, I, I feel that God answered it in a way that I didn't expect. And it involved me making <laughs> their life better. It just, wow. how things unfolded, I found myself yeah. in a situation where I was like, oh, right. <laughs> I've got to do the work. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So yeah. So that doesn't surprise me that that you've experienced that, Rob. But how wonderful that you know that God involved you in being the answer to that prayer. Well, yeah, it's, it's really cool. I've certainly found it remarkable. Yeah. yeah. That's maybe the power of prayer. Um, dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh man, I've I've really enjoyed tonight's conversation. Actually, it's reminded me again of of what a gift prayer is. You know, a mysterious gift and a puzzling one, but but it's such a gift. And to hear your experience of it as well, it really encourages me in my own faith. So thank you. Oh, brilliant! Thanks, Martin. Well, look after yourself, and um, until next time. Bless you, Rob. Bless you too. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to God Botherers. If you would like to get in touch, please contact us at godbotherspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on our Facebook page. Just search for God Botherers Podcast. It would help us immensely if you could rate, like, subscribe and share our podcast however you can. I am so excited because next time, wait for it, we're going to have a Christmas special. Don't miss it. It'd be a lot of fun. Bye.